Welcome. You're listening to Sanseet, where you'll find everything to do with spirituality, life lessons, holistic living, and medicine to become your true self. We all have stories, journeys, experiences, and love. Here's your host, Aaron O'Dowd. Hello and welcome. My name is Aaron O'Dowd and you're listening to Sunseed. On today's show we have Karen Ebbs. She is an artist in painting and ceramics and a practitioner in shiatsu, bioenergy, reiki and zakim, TBM, traditional physiology, color and sound. Her website is karenebbs.com. That's K-A-R-R-E-N-E-B-B-S dot com. Welcome to the show. Can you tell us about how you got into painting and art? Into the painting, was it? Yes. Very creative. So, as a young person, um, I was always making things and painting, and and um, I didn't formally go to art college, but I trained in... I've been training for the last 25, 30 years, actually. Well, 25 anyway, Um since 1983 is when I did my first art course and since then I had the book so um, and um, I trained in in, in colour really mainly I um, found some people who were specialists in in oils and in the classic way of painting classic style and so I got trained in that and that was in a variety of different places in Ireland and also in France and um so, um, colour has always been an, of an interest to me, you know. And that developed then um, over the years. I did lots of different things as well, but I always kind of kept my eye to painting and um, more recently ceramics as well, like sculpturing. But um, the I just kept my eye on, um, on what was going on. I was working as a therapist then for many years and then people would ask, like, where did I get my work? And it started off like that, so I would actually then um, paint for people and uh, then progressed on to having exhibitions. So uh, the training had really stood to me then at that stage because I was able to, um, I'd had a, a practice going for quite some time um, and, and a career as a painter for the last good while now, you know? I see. And um, as a practitioner, yeah. what did you practice or what did you study? I trained in a variety of, of healing therapies, and included in that um, there was bioenergy and um, shiatsu and transpersonal psychology, and also um, reiki and seikim earlier on. And um, so, to be honest with you, I, I trained in those really to explain to, to myself what I could actually see. It was it was more a question of me being drawn to something to explain what was going on inside of me than, than the actual therapy itself. Then each one had, I came with a benefit as well because I learned so much um, and I was able to put a language on a person's energy and how I would perceive it. And, um, and usually that was through color and uh, through sensing and feeling. Um, and so I've done um, training also in colour and um, sound and colour and sound combined 
um, and uh, the effects of that on a person's energy field. And uh, so that was all like that was all pretty much interlinked, Aaron. You know, it was um, uh, all of these courses. Um, I I was doing a few of them at the same time, and um, then with the shiatsu training, that was a three-year course that took me on a different avenue. So that was kind of like the physical aspect of of um, a person, and also uh, how I could actually see the change in a person's energy by just uh, working on the meridian lines. Which uh, you know, a shiatsu is like uh, acupressure, acupuncture without needles. So it's um, it's it's, a, it's physically you physically touch the person and you work on the meridian lines. But I had already at that stage been seeing and sensing energy, so it was it uh, it, it really helped put a line, give me a language as well. And, and people love massage, you know. And when you found your language or being able to communicate to yourself, did you yeah. feel like you wanted to go back to painting or did you combine the two of them together or how did that come about? No, um, the painting, I was always painting and um, or creating with my hands at some, to some degree or another. So the um, the reason why I stopped seeing sort of so many clients um, was really because uh, 2003, 2000. 2004, I think it was 2003, 2004, and the reason why I kind of left, didn't see as many was because the painting had taken off at that stage. So it was always in the background using colour, and and actually that's how I perceive people. So it was it was just that on on canvas. Then again, you know, I was just uh, translating what I could see onto canvas, and like in terms of of what I would see, it would be uh, like I would see people in in terms of colour. You know, and um, um, and that changes all the time. But sometimes there are shades and tones that that would actually represent a person, and that's what I would see. So I think people recognised that in some of my in my work, and they were drawn to it. And then a lot of people asked me to do what later became known as uh, portrait of spirit. And um, so that's when a lot of commissions came in for me through the artwork. Yeah, that's the kind of work I've been doing, alongside exhibiting in um, in exhibitions and, yeah, that's pretty much with the art, you know. And, al- and also, like, at the moment, um, I have been for the last year and I have training in uh, the classical studies in, with regard to portrait drawing. These are exact representations, so it's um, it's called Charles Park Corps de Dessin, which is just literally translated as a drawing course. And um, I'm training in that, so it's kind of uh, drawn me into a whole other area, you know, of work. Can you explain to us a bit about what bioenergy is and, and Reiki is? They're all based on energy, and they're just... Well, I'll start with the, with the shiatsu, because that's... You actually physically touch a person when you're working with them, so it's fully clothed. And uh, the person is... With me, I, I had people lying on the, on the ground. Um, I also brought in um, into first act of uh, it ran for a couple of years there where I bring it in on a chair I bring my therapy chair in and it'll give um, a head neck and shoulders and such but the it works on the meridian lines which are um, energetic lines that run throughout the body and um, they relate back to various organs and emotional responses and reactions uh, within, a, within a person in a physiological sense and also psychology, psychological sense um, and spiritual of course and um, you would read a person's energy by touch, and you would uh, there's a certain sequence uh, that you would use to 
identifying what meridian, what pair of meridians he would actually work on. And um, so you, that's what you would do, what elements, you'd pick the, the two elements you're going to work on. And um, you, they, they have a, a, a playoff action on each other, and you would work on the meridians in order to bring balance back to the person's energy the person's energy system and that will have a knock-on knock knock effect of they feel very empowered and, and very calm after it um, and, and feeling a sense of balance and then um, the Reiki well Reiki translates as universal energy and that is um, I feel open to everyone anyway I did do the humans and I did become a Reiki master and Sikhi master and teacher but I, I um, and I would have given the humans but I would feel that I would, I would question whether anyone really has to be attuned in order to be able to tune into what is available to everyone, which is universal energy. And there are symbols in the Reiki system and these would have been meditated on for many years and they carry an energy in them. While you're working with somebody, you would actually use the symbols over a person's body. Um, I later, I didn't practice Reiki too, for too long, to be honest, because I realized that by just sitting with people and by facilitating, and well, basically, I became more along the line of, I would like to say, like a facilitator as opposed to a healer, because I realized from my other training and that, that people heal themselves, that nobody can heal a person. And um, so I would be, it would have been more along the lines of reading the person's energy, meeting them where they're at, and just holding the space while they stepped into their own sense of um, connection and alignment. And um, I would have used, I sort of would have drawn on what I would know myself and see myself in that regard. And so all the therapies, like they're all wonderful and they all help. And I would have drawn for whatever I knew or, you know, what would suit an individual person. And then if color needed to be used, I would use that. And sound as well, which is very important. And I would have used sound to kind of break down where the blockages were within a person's energy field. And also, of course, there was the counseling end of it where I would sit and listen while somebody spoke and we would work things through, always with this spiritual connection though, you know. I did TBM actually also, which is, uh, it, it's a, uh, total body modification and that was um, mainly it was used by chiropractors and um, it, Victor L. Frank was the founder of that and he actually got all of the information uh, through uh, channels to him through uh, from an, an, um, it was a female form but innate is what he called her innate and uh, so I trained in that and found that very very useful because it you stimulated a, a, a sequence of vertebra of the spine and at various points while the person breathed and it had an element of kinesiology in it where there was a testing with the arm for strength and weaknesses and um, yeah that, that helped people quite a lot to tap into their own resources and to um, build upon and you know feel their own sense of their own power as opposed to relying on somebody you know from week to week to sort of fix them this was much more, I felt, an empowering way of treating people, you know. And over the years also, I've been running workshops. The workshops involve uh, the, the mindfulness workshops, but they're there to promote, um, again, a person's inner resources and to tap into the creative, 
creative energy that we all possess. You mentioned about drawing during your treatments. What would you draw? Would it be the shape of the person, the colour? How would that? Yeah, no, I don't draw during the treatment. Um, the drawing has, is for I'm it's for myself. I'm drawing, but it actually um, because my eyes over the years have been trained to see, and it, like I well um, as a child, I've I've just was aware of maybe what you would call the unseen world or that, you know. And I didn't have a language to describe that, but um, later on, the different the trainings that I had received and the therapies, I just got a language that people could hear and understand. Um, for me, I don't think words really are adequate, you know, to describe it, but... But the, the drawing, I wouldn't sit and draw with somebody. What happened is, what would happen is, they people would ask me to do a painting for them specifically. That became known as a portrait of spirit. So it's in effect, it's not exact, exact like likeness of a person. It's an energetic life likeness, and it it is not about where they have difficulties or problems. It's like there's a pathway that we all have home or configuration but that resonates with colour and tones and shades and I would do a painting for a person and they would they would use it in their lives. You mentioned a portrait of the spirit. How do you get to make that portrait? Is it through your own creativity or, or how else? Um, well, how that happens is I would sit and I would tune in to the person and I would, um, and it's with their permission, and I would um, just allow what it is for them to come in and then I would be the, I would, I'd be the conduit, I'd be the, you know, I'd follow through on that by painting it, you know, so um, I wouldn't necessarily know what I was going to do until I set about it, until it was ready, and then um, I would paint, it resonates with the person themselves. And then there would be a session or a handover session with the person, and um, we would sit and uh, I would tell them what came in as an information, what came in with the painting. And usually it resonated very much so with that individual. And the painting, is it landscape or what does... Well, uh, quite abstract, the paintings, but sometimes, you know, in my in my normal paint, I don't limit to what I can do. I don't limit, like, I can say, oh, it has to be like a landscape or it has to be um, whatever. I would just paint whatever would come through. There, There is an element of the elements in it and you can actually see the... Some people see that it, it's like the shoreline or it's um, the sky and the sea. Um, other pe- with other people, it's quite abstract. I mean, it's almost nebulous. Like, you could actually... It, it's not um, any particular form. And sometimes it would... Some people would see, oh, it would, like, look like the Milky Way or it would look like a, um, a, a cosmic scene. Um, but I don't... But it, that's really what other people see in it, as, um, what I'm saying here, as opposed to what I would set out to do so you've, you're now more on the artistic side and drawing and sculpting. Where has it taken you from then to now? Well, the, the drawing I'm doing for my own personal training, because over the years I have trained in various aspects of painting and um, quite intensively, like in just the use of oils and the classical training elements of of, um, of drawing portraits and, and um, in composition and in perspective and all of that. But for the the drawing um, element, is is because I just feel so drawn to um, having a pencil in my hand or a piece of charcoal, and I go every week to this training centre, and I just I'm learning like pretty much as the masters would have learned how to draw, 
So it's it's a it's a very old classical training technique that they use here, and um, so it's really just captured my my interest. But in my work life, what I still do is I still paint, I still see clients, and I still run quite a few workshops. There, they've more and more is, is what I'm doing is running the workshops, and I would in that they, people would paint, and we would talk about the colours and what they had chosen and in a way is like a reading but it's not directed at a person they are involved very much in this because they've the one they're the ones who've painted their own paintings i see and does does this provide a therapeutical aspect to your own self your own personal drawings and paintings absolutely yep i um when you're working with groups of people um, the energy is then collective Although what would be promoted is an individualistic approach in that each person is heard and seen and I would work with the person, the energy of the group takes on a form of its own really and a direction and I facilitate that. And I always feel elated um, while I'm working on these workshops. um, You know, it's not the personal me always that's involved in it. I just step aside and whatever is need to be said and whatever is need to happen, happens. And um, and it is for the benefit of the people there, but I I benefit greatly because, like, I'm watching people as they um, are so authentic and so honest about how, they, how they're feeling and, and where they are at a particular time in their life and, you know, and the difficulties that, that they may be experiencing. And it's really an honour to witness that. You know, um, and so I absolutely um, feel that when I come away from that, I feel that I have uh, uh, experienced the beauty of the spirit and the soul of a person, you know, and the group of people that I work with. And of course, that I take that away with me. And it definitely, I can see that when I'm working, like, you know, it, I get such a lot of peace from doing that as well. So that definitely affects me in my own work when I go out to the studio and um, when I'm painting. And um, the, the drawing, as I said, it's it's more that I'm training in that for myself. You know, does that answer your question? Oh, Aaron? it does. And when you were doing the workshop, do the colours represent emotions, or how does it? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, the way the way it works is that. Um, is that there's an element of of, uh, of therapy within the workshops as well, and um, although it doesn't seem like it's set out from the very beginning, um, as in we're going to, uh, there is a, there is a, a, a an order to it in a way because the very first time that the person paints, and the workshops aren't just about painting. We use painting and we use sound and clay clay modeling and all sorts. This is this is really to distract. The mind in that the person then can get connected with their true natures and it's given it's given something to the left brain to occupy itself while while the right brain takes over for a bit and they, you know the people can explore and um their intuitive nature you know and connecting with that and what happens is when in the choosing of colors and it, it is done in silence and they're well i put music on if they want it as well and um, but it is an internal journey, this really is, and it's, the focus is on an inner focus, so it's, it's, there's a mindful, uh, mindfulness um, element to it, and we'll do um, 
meditations and visualizations and um, I would play a singing bowl and that actually helps to clear the energy and when a person paints and puts paint to paper um, it's not about technique at that stage it's about an expression and um, and for a lot of the people there um, on the workshops it brings like they really connect with some aspects of themselves that um, have been you know quite difficult for them to deal with some emotional aspects and um, uh, some periods in their life that you know they really tap into and um, they can clear it while they paint they can they can help themselves um, connect and but, but not to become so immersed that they can't move from it so it's uh, very freeing it's very freeing and um, the colors that a person chooses uh, also they're very very important um, because they, it's, it's not just a color. Like for example, um, when a person picks a red, you know, people associate red with being angry or expressing anger or whatever. But actually, it's not at all. I mean, red is an energetic color. It symbolizes energy. It symbolizes the root where you come from. Your your connection with your 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 familial connection. Your it can it can represent because the whole layer is. Um, and levels, and so I would be able to know what that related to by um, the tone and the shade, and also um, what what would be given to me in terms of information, you know, and only information that would be helpful um, in that person uh, feeling empowered, not not a sensational type of information. Do you know what I mean? Not yeah. like. Um, a person then that's the first painting we ha- we do that but, a- but after that then you can see that people who say oh I wouldn't be able to to express through colour or I wouldn't you know I don't know anything about it and they're usually the ones who fly off and do so many you know they, they go home with a batch load of, of um, paintings at the end of the two days you know Can you explain the creative process do you feel like it comes through your soul your spirit or, or is it through the mind how, how does it yeah. Well, I can explain it for myself. I know other people have their own explanation for it, but I'll explain it how I see it. I have written this actually, and I put it on my website, so it'll be easier for me. It'll be easy for me to actually be able to say it now. Um, but but generally, what happens is that um, I would feel empty, quite empty, and not know really what I'm going to do. And um, and at that stage, I probably usually go into that feeling of um, I'm probably never going to paint again <laughs> and that, that could last for a day or a week or whatever but it, but in the middle of all of that I, I get these strong feelings of of colour, of a particular colour and a particular tone a particular hue, shade and, um, and I'll start to uh, wake up thinking about this colour and um, and uh, during this time, I normally go in and out of the studio, and I pick things up and put them down, and you know, I clean the studio or whatever, and I feel, oh gosh, nothing is ha- nothing is happening, and um, and I work on myself as in to keep myself clear, and and um, when I go in there, that it can be open to receiving stuff as opposed to um, just uh, you know meddling around with stuff. But actually, uh, sometimes what happens is then I'll in process of cleaning I'll take up um, and I'll see, in my mind's eye I'll see this colour and I'll start mixing and then hours go by and I won't even notice I'll be working away and um, just I can use hours sometimes you know and um, 
then I, I stop and I look at what I've done and I see it with the eyes that are, um, well, what I, I, I feel that it comes from, um, it comes through me, but it also is not of me in a way. You know, yeah. Um, it's like I see, I see patterns, and um, I'm I work quite vigorously as well, and I work with brush, but 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 mostly with a palette knife. So it's quite physical work, um, and I really connect with the canvas and the movement in it. And and then when I stop and I look, and I I think, oh, I I see something in it. I might get a fleeting view of what that something is. And then I'll, you know, then I'll have to leave it and go away and I'll come back and it'll be like, oh, I see it with completely different eyes again. So I'm constantly being given, um, I have to work on layers and levels of it, you know, and until I feel inside me that it's finished or it's right, well, then it's not done, you know, so I could keep, I keep coming back to it. Um, but then there is a moment where I look at it. And I can't even describe to you, Aaron, what that is, is. It's just inside me. I know that the balance of the painting, that it has connected with something beyond me and and me as well, but, you know, but beyond as well. And um, then I stop and it's done. It's not easy to just describe, you know, uh, the, the process. And I have heard it with other people, other artists as well, and they have described, not in those, not in that language or whatever, but they described very similar process in that um, I've heard of writers as well having what they call writer's block but you know you just have to turn up <laughs> yeah. and then it, it might start again and you know hopefully um, when I'm in a flow and when I'm in the flow of painting and they definitely are connected <laughs> when I'm balanced emotionally and I'm in my own good flow and uh, the, the flow of painting will happen and when that happens I find it is the most expansive time for me in that it's like there's absolutely no limits on me whatsoever with what I can do it's just me in the studio and no one can interfere with that process it's, it's a very free freeing time for me when I'm painting you know there are no limits uh, imposed only the ones I might impose on myself as to what I will do or what I won't do or what you know it's and, a very nice experience. And when you go to an yeah. art gallery and you see paintings, do you connect the energy or do you just look at the design and the the patterns and so on? I always will connect with the energy of something um, and some will resonate with me and others just won't. And that's just... Um, but you know when you see something um, that somebody else has created and you look at it and you, you, for a moment you're... You, you're you're captivated, you know, it's, it draws you in and um, like it's, it's great when you can see that, you know, it really is, it's nice because um, at some level you understand it and you get it and because we're all one, we all connect in with that to some degree or another, you know. Are there particular painters in the past or the present that resonate with you, with your energy and your creativity? Yeah. I loved, I mean, he's, he's passed on now, um, Louis Lebrocki. Well, of course, some of the old masters, I mean, I'm, I'm very, <laughs> I still go back to them, but, and some, well, not all, but some really, I feel, yeah. But there is, Louis Lebrocki, he, um, uh, he passed on not so long ago, um, but he, in some of his work, um, and I could really see it, he 
you could he he said it himself that he saw the light in the person you know and whether he was describing what i would consider the light or the energy of the person and um, i have never spoken to about it but you could definitely see it they were almost ethereal like you know you, you could see that he was connecting with more than the physical presence of a person as in like the shape of the nose the face the eyes the hair you know whatever whatever um, he, he was drawing and he also did a series of paintings where he would capture and um, he did Bono, the, the likes of Bono and um, Samuel Bach. He did quite a few heads, like he, he drew the people, but he, he actually had um, color as representational of, you know, some some would would have said it would be the mental process of somebody or their thought forms or um, how they were feeling, their emotional body, you know. Um, and I really, really liked Leo Brocky. Amazing. Yeah. And if you could out of all your knowledge and experiences give one piece of advice to me or the audience or somebody what would it be well this is something that i have been working on in myself i suppose for as long as i can remember and that is being authentic if i were to say to anyone i would say that whatever they're doing and whatever therapy that they've decided to to use you know like in 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 terms of for themselves or for healing or treating somebody else. But if they believed that these are tools and they're ways of connecting with energy that that person can connect with if they sat in their sitting room themselves in an armchair and never left it. This is what I know is actually the truth. Now, we don't have to go to anyone. We don't have to be in anyone's presence. We don't have to pay a fortune we don't like we don't have to do anything um at all but if we stay still and go inwards and connect we will get it all ourselves for everyone and that's open to everyone not not just there are no in my in my understanding of it um, there are no levels there's no need to be initiated or to climb the rungs of the ladder that we have access to it now it's about, it's about shifting in perception and that will happen naturally and it happens to us all because we're all here for the purpose of evolving and growing that's it you know and um, so if, if I were to say any bit of advice because I have done the roots and I have done many courses and um, whilst I'll say yeah they were all great in their own way but I still had to come back to myself and I still have to find out what it was for myself and so the way I work is purely from what I feel and what is coming comes through me and I know that every single person that I've met has the capacity to do that themselves and I know people need support along the way sometimes but it's just not to get hooked on one thing that it's, it's, it's not any of that it's beyond all of that it's beyond um, the therapy it's beyond a label it's beyond a level it's a pure connection with whatever way a person wants to describe it whether it's source or higher power god you know what whatever that uh, they resonate with and um, that would be my piece of them for what it's worth <laughs> that's excellent karen is there a website or somewhere where people can find more about you um i do have a website it's uh com. Can they purchase any of your paintings or? Uh... Yes, they can. Absolutely, a lot of the stuff I have on the website are pieces that have been sold. Um, I am working on a new body of work for 
an exhibition for 2016 informally, um, but I take commissions. So, um, and there are, no two paintings will be the same, but a person can say, oh, I really like the look of that one. Like, they can be similar, but obviously no two paintings will be identical, you know. Um, and um, so on the website, there's, uh, I do have quite a few paintings up um, that a person can have a look at, and some, not, not many, but some are still available. And um, yeah, so, or a person can contact me by, the, by um, email. Well, I think the information is on my website anyway, karenevs.gmail.com, um, and it's all on the website, Aaron, all the information. Yeah. Not about all of the therapies that I've done, but there is, you know, you'll see it. There's a courses and workshops section, and that gives quite a lot of information about the the workshops and the courses that I run. That's excellent. Thank you very much, Karen, for taking the time out. Thank you very much, Aaron, for your time, and appreciate it. Thanks very much. Thank you for spending the time to listen to the show. If you want to learn more, check out sandseat.com. That's S-A-N-C-I-T dot com. Join Sandseat Group on Facebook and contact us if you have any questions. Until next time, have an awesome day and rock on. If you find this show very interesting or want to listen to more, please subscribe to iTunes, Holistic Therapies by Sandseat or go to sandseat.com to subscribe there. If you really like the show, please leave a review or a rating on iTunes or a comment on facebook.com slash sanseat. It would really help the show boost its benefits and ratings and help it grow to create new episodes in the show.